Hello everyone and welcome to the 8th episode of Shiraz Speaks. My name is Shiraz Hussain and on this episode I'm going to be speaking about lie detection in relation to what some of the telltale signs are of someone lying to you. Uh, other than that, there's not going to be a whole lot I'm going to, su- I'm going to speak about because I actually have a camping trip coming up today and uh, me being the last minute forgetful kind of guy I am, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something that I've forgotten to pack. So I- I'm going to quickly go over everything I've packed uh, before we head off. We're going to leave in a couple of hours and double check that I've got everything. If I don't, then nip off to Asda or Tesco or something and get what's required. So it's just going to be a very short episode. I have some time to kill before it, so I thought why not just make a short brief episode. I was actually reading my book and that's what motivated me to um, make this episode right now. So yeah, so I'll go into that uh, after uh, in this episode after I am done with this intro. But um, yeah, as well as that, you know, lockdown's easing up and I truly cannot wait. <coughs> I truly cannot wait uh, to have people on this ep- on this podcast. Uh, there's so many wonderful people that I've spoken to uh, that are looking forward to being on this podcast and that I'm, very, I'm looking very forward to having on this podcast in order to have some wonderful conversations that I can then share w- with the listeners. So I truly cannot wait for that uh, as lockdown eases and uh, continues to ease. And just as a whole, such a, such wonderful news because lockdown easing up means that less and less people are passing away due to COVID-19 and uh, more and more people are going back to uh, normal day-to-day life. So just wonderful news all, all around. So yeah, ha- having said that, I just want to say a massive thank you as per usual in regards to the support that I get for these episodes. Uh, it truly means the world. So having said that, I'll just get on to the main topic at hand. Thank you very much. So I just finished reading a very interesting book today called Lie Spotting, Proven Techniques to Detect Deception by Pamela Mayer. So upon finishing it, I thought, why not make a wee episode on lying? A wee quick brief episode on lying before I head off to camping. So today I'm going to discuss lying and some of the ways that I can help you detect a lie. Uh, along with the telltale signs of a liar. Some of the stuff is from the aforementioned book, but most, I would say, is just from everything I've studied and uh, read up about in the last few years, as I just love psychology as a whole, and I'm always reading up on different aspects of psychology in my free time. As well as this, I love analysing people's body language in day-to-day life. Uh, People that know me know this to be very true. I'm just a very analytical person, and uh, I like to observe everything in my environment. I'm I'm just really fascinated by the human mind, man, and why we are the way we are. Uh, as an introverted person, introverted person, I've often been that person quietly analysing people in the room rather than trying to be the centre of attention. Uh, so it's, uh, it's something that I've been doing from a young age, uh, as in I've been interested in a young age uh, and uh, why we are the way we are. And this interest in part is why I pursued psychology at university. So having said that, uh, let's get on to lying. Um, on average, a person is lied to from anywhere from around 10 to 200 times in a day. And that is quite a lot, especially when it's towards the 200 side. Um, this, of course, varies, though, depending on how many interactions someone has per day and uh, their work, social or academic circles. Lying is something that is condemned by all major religions and uh, is seen as a, a great shame in all schools of philosophy. It is something that has uh, been discouraged for the entirety of human history, yet lying and deception as a whole has been prevalent throughout history. You know, some, some some famous examples that stick out in my mind are the Trojan horse, um, the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme, and perhaps the most dangerous lie in history uh, perpetrated by the Nazis and uh, Adolf Hitler. So um, sadly, lying has been around as long as humans have, and it is an inherent part of each human being. Uh, but having said that, um, you know, I don't mean to say that everyone enjoys lying and uh, does so to hurt people, because the examples I listed were to obviously hurt people um, yeah, and scam people, basically. But... Um, <coughs> but more so that we all lie for uh, one reason or another, whether that be um, 
a small white lie to avoid a, a child's feelings being hurt or to avoid our partner's feelings being hurt or avoid our friend's feelings being hurt. Little white, lie, white lies that we tell all the time. Like an example of this for, for myself is that sometimes my brother will come up to me and um, he'll he'll basically bring a drawing to me, man. He'll bring a drawing to me and he'll, he'll ask me how it is. Rather than being like really honest and being like, you know what, man, like that looks like something that you drew with your eyes closed. <laughs> Rather than be like that, I'm like, you know what, man, that's amazing, bro. Like, wow, you're such an artist. <laughs> that, that, that drawing is incredible, man. You know what? Just give me it. Don't show anyone else it. Give me it. I'll hang up on my wall or something, man. <laughs> so no one else has to see it. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, let's just tell why his feelings being hurt. He's just a seven-year-old kid. It doesn't make a difference if, if I'm being brutally honest with him. In that case, because it's not like he's this grown, grown man who's pursuing art at university or wherever, blah, 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 and he's sacrificing everything else to just pursue drawings. There's nothing like that, man. So uh, I'm probably going too much into this, but I'm sure you guys know what I mean. We all tell little white lies that don't really mean anything uh, throughout, our li- throughout our day, throughout our life. It's just a common aspect of life, to be honest. Uh, and, and of course, parents do all the time, man, when, uh, when they're raising children. Uh, you better eat this so then you'll grow up and be strong like X, Y, and Z. Um, if you don't eat this, then you'll be small or blah, blah, blah. Like, or if you don't go to sleep on time, then a monster will come. Like Little white lies, man, that are used to, I suppose, motivate children to do what they want them to do. So I guess I guess lying is a part of each person, man, whether they like to admit it or not. Um, it definitely is. So yeah, so having said that, those lies don't really have big impacts on us as a whole, these little white lies. Um, but And not all lies are to hurt or deceive. But sadly, the ones that have the biggest impacts are the ones which leave us hurt by deception. So on this episode, I'll I'll speak about some of the signs that liars often give away, which sheds uh, insight into their deception. So lying is often used as a way of manipulating and uh, controlling others to get something in return, whether that be something financial, emotional or physical. Lying can also be used to maintain appearances, um, perhaps in order to seem stronger or smarter than one may be. In life, lies have the biggest impact on relationships with loved ones because we often... We often put all our trust in the in the people we love, uh, such as friends, family, and partners. So when someone close to us lies, it hurts us that much more, and often leaves a long-lasting effect on our psyche. So you know, lying is a lying is also common in various fields, uh, professional fields such as uh, business, the judicial the judicial system, and the government. A study found that psychopaths, who are all by the way path, pathological liars, that's one of the key traits of a, of a psychopath. Uh, we're more likely to work towards uh, and become su- successful uh, in becoming lawyers, businessmen, and politicians. <clears throat> Though it's speculated that it's their narcissism that attracts them to these positions, it's their ability to lie and deceive others, which helps them become successful in these fields. Uh, another, interesting, uh, another interesting fact about liars is that men not only lie more, but are more likely to lie to maintain appearances in, circle of, in circles of other men. This is something I actually read from this book. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it's very interesting i find that very fascinating and women on average lie less and are more likely to lie in order to help lift others up so you know how how sweet i guess that even when they lie they're doing it to help lift us up man it's, it's adorable <laughs> um but yeah so but that's not to say obviously that women can't be malicious liars man of course they can i mean unfortunately i've came across many women that are malicious liars um that have lied for uh you know horrible reasons but that aside um and interestingly enough most psychopaths are also men and the exact reason for these things are debatable, especially the psychopath thing. <clears throat> but in relation to the lying, I feel like it's because of the societal norms and values, because men have traditionally been the head of the house and the breadwinners, and they have historically had the pressure to look strong and success- successful 
as well as this, men have been encouraged to be more outgoing and more outspoken. So perhaps it gives them more confidence to be able to tell these lies and uh, maintain appearances or attempt to maintain appearances anyways. On the contrary, women have had um, traditionally limited roles, uh, like limited home environment, where they were encouraged to be calm and nurturing. So perhaps due to societal gender roles, men became more likely to... like. Men became more likely to lie to look stronger, whilst women became more likely to lie in order to nurture. Perhaps this will change as gender roles continue to diminish, and there is more and more gender equality uh, with each decade. So, and, but in regards to the the whole psychopath thing, why men more, more men are psychopaths, it could be due to various neurological, biological, or, or hormonal reasons. It's a huge debate for which, as of yet, there is still no clear-cut answer uh, in the psychological field. So, yeah, so... Having said that, here are some of the few. Here's some of the. Here's some of the lie. Uh, some of the lies. <laughs> I'm getting lost. Apologies. I'm, I'm just reading this group chat message. Um, we're about to go camping soon, and everyone's just going crazy. Something has something has went wrong with the car, basically. I think, and someone's just talking about that. Someone's messaging me about that. But I'm um, yeah, sorry, got sidetracked. So, uh, having said that, here are some of the signs uh, you should look out for when speaking to someone who may be lying. So, <clears throat> when someone is lying, um. It's often common to pay close attention to what they're saying. Uh, however, non-verbal cues are just as important, if not more. Uh, body language is a big giveaway when it comes to catching out a liar. Having said that, I can't stress how important it is to take these uh, body language cues with context. So basically, like one universal telltale sign that everyone knows about lying, or perhaps will know about lying, is uh, eye contact. Uh, like It's often said that liars have difficulty maintaining eye contact, so and so. Uh, however, this is common in someone who has anxiety, especially social anxiety. So, uh, you know, someone who's got social anxiety will um, will always avoid eye contact anyways in, in, a regular, in a regular situation because they're anxious. So they're not going to make eye contact regardless. So, um, yeah, so how someone should go about and using body language to decipher lies is to know the baseline of the person in day-to-day life. So to gauge their body language of how they are uh, every day. So, for example... Someone who maintains strong eye contact throughout the day today, throughout the day, uh, would be more inclined to not have strong eye contact during a lie, because he or she may be guilty or like maybe feeling guilty, so they're more likely to look away when they're speaking to someone, uh, contrary to what they're usually like. So on the other hand, someone who may not maintain strong eye contact in day to day life, uh, will likely maintain very strong eye contact when telling a lie, in order to overcompensate for their lie. <clears throat> so you need to take it at baseline and you need to take it within context, man. <clears throat> This a couple of these signs on their own doesn't always mean that somebody's lying, not at all. So yeah, so basically what I'm trying to say is that these signs on their own can't be used without taking into account the baseline of the person in question. Failing to take into account how a person usually reacts or, or behaves could lead to a liar being held truthful and vice versa. A tip I have for anyone uh, who wants to become a better lie detector in daily life is to pay close attention to people when they are truthful. So, like basically, so in order to become a better lie detector become a better truth detector is what I say to people when they ask me how do I get better at detecting lies so yeah so then whether it's a white lie or an exaggerated story or you know just something man that you, you'll notice the, or something that just doesn't add up you'll notice the telltale signs of lying like clearer uh, I'm really into psychology and I'm and reading body language and analyzing people as a whole so for years now I've been uh, you know I, I pay, for years now I've been paying uh, close attention to my friends and my family my inner circle basically people I'm close to <clears throat> And when they would speak the truth, for example, so whenever they're, whenever they're telling a story or speaking about a personal experience or like, you know, by the way, a story that I know to be true, whenever they're speaking the truth, I pay close, close attention to their body language 
and I look at the, I look at their arms, their their eyes, whether they're parsing their lips or not, etc., etc. I, I paid very close. I paid very close attention to their body language, so um, this helped me gain a better understanding of the baseline of each person in my social circle. So you know, th this helped me actually one time catch out my friend and lie because, so. Yeah, I'll go into that later on. So, you know, so one time one of my friends actually had to lie to someone in front of me. And basically we were speaking to me, came across this guy. And the guy was like, oh, bro, blah, blah. So you're coming to that X, Y, and Z. And my friend really didn't want to go. So he first lied on the spot. He made up some like BS reasons to not go. So I, then I was paying very close attention to when he was speaking. And to the naked eye, like there was nothing more, nothing different about him. His tone of voice was the exact same. He looked sincere enough. He had this like apologetic uh, expression on his face to be like oh man I'm so, I'm so gutted sorry I can't make it blah, blah blah but then I was looking at him and he was biting his lips more than usual he was he was more fidgety with his hands he kept rubbing his thighs um, he kept like moving his arms away he kept moving side to side which he never does he's usually he's usually stands still and he usually and another thing he wasn't maintaining eye contact he, he's a person that usually maintains very strong eye contact so, so signs like that gave it away and they only gave away because I knew what he looked like when he was being truthful. So to me, it was just, it was very easy to spot because it just seemed very bizarre him reacting in these ways. So yeah, so that's the, that's one tip I have for someone who would like to become better at detecting lies, <clears throat> in particular in their own social circle. Because of course, like the reason I say that your own social circle is because it's easier to practice on these people. It's easier to observe them because you're around them like so many like for so long. Um, you're you're around them more so than your coworkers and so and so. So it's easier to gauge their baseline than it is to gauge the baseline of a coworker you only see a handful of times a week. So it's, it's like, I hope no one takes it the wrong way. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just don't want people to take it the wrong way. Like, basically, I don't know why they would, but I don't know, man. It's, it, there's nothing wrong with it, man. I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with this. Like, uh, observing your fam friends and family, observing their body language, um, I guess. And in my eyes, anyways, this is kind of endearing, I guess, because I'm um, paying more close attention to them. But I don't know. I hope no one's offended by this or something. Man. <laughs> and I, my friends actually are, aren't aware of this. So uh, if they hear this on this podcast, man, then they're probably going to come at me and be like, bro, what's the signs? Blah, blah, blah. What do I give away? But then that defeats the whole purpose, man, because that like people have said it to me before because I'm a very like, like analytical person and I'm always like observing someone's body language so and so. Um, so many times in the past people have said to me uh, they roughly like they know that I'm into psychology and they know I'm into body language so they'll say to me oh bro like by any chance are you observing me at all um, would you be able to tell me what some of my like personality or characteristics are so and so uh, could you tell me what kind of person I am based on my body language I'm like man nah 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 I'm not gonna get into that man I'm not gonna sit here and describe all your traits that I picked up and the telltale signs when you're lying uh, it just defeats the whole purpose, man. So yeah, so um, yes, <laughs> so I hope that makes sense. And um, another thing that another thing is that when relying on body language, it's important to take multiple cues into account rather than just going off one cue and being like, yeah, oh my gosh, she or he or she had poor eye contact. So yeah, man, they they definitely lied to me. So you know, having said that, here are some of the some of the ways in which body language exposes someone who is lying. So some of the ways in which a person uh, may give may give may give uh non-verbal cues that they're lying is by excessively rubbing their arms or legs if they're seated they are also more likely to parse their lips or bite their lips when being questioned liars are also likely to constantly fidget and shake their legs or tap their fingers on a table or their thighs if they're sitting down these are all reactions activated by the limbic system which seeks to calm a person when they're stressed and of course when you're lying or when anyone's lying 
you're going to be really stressed and you're going to be under uh, immense pressure to keep your story straight so that you're not found out by the person questioning you. Uh, liars are also likely to rub their eyes excessively when being questioned as well as close their eyes um, when, when, when um, being questioned. This is not only to help them put together a lie in their head but to also disassociate themselves with the person questioning them uh, due to perhaps feelings of guilt or, or shame brought on by lying. Uh, this is actually commonly seen in uh, small children which I find really interesting. When they get questioned about something they did uh, that they weren't supposed to do, they'll often cover their eyes up and shake their head uh, when being questioned uh, in order to just disassociate themselves from the act in question and to lessen the feelings of guilt due to the lying of, to their parents, obviously. So it's very interesting how, how like we pick up lying at a young age. I'm sure that, I don't know if I'm entirely correct because I'm going off uh, all, this, uh, all this from the top of my head, but I'm sure human beings learn to lie at the age of two where I'm sure toddlers have been uh, observed uh, faking faking crying basically fake crying uh, in order to get their parents attention but yeah that said um, liars are also more likely to have an increased rate of blinking in order to mask certain facial expressions so to not give away a lie uh, some liars often begin to sweat profusely as well of course due to the pressure of lying uh, another way you can decipher a lie and something which has helped me catch my friends out uh, something that i alluded to earlier on is by paying attention to someone's smile now I don't want anyone thinking my friends are a bunch of liars, but <laughs> not at all. If, if, my friends were, if, my, if my friends were a bunch of liars, they would not be my friends. So what I mean by catching my friends out is um, sometimes I've, um, you know, I've, I've been in a group of friends and I can see on one friend's face that something's just not right. So I'll take him aside and I'll be like, uh, bro, are you all right? Uh, is there anything you want to talk about? Uh, we've got all the time in the world, blah, blah, all the, th all the things you would say to a friend in need. And uh, they, all, they always say to me, nah, 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 man, I'm all right, blah, blah. I'm all good. Don't worry about it. And then to reassure me, they'll give me this, they'll give me this wee smile, and then they'll say to me, "Come on, let's get back to the game. Let's get back to the fight. Let's catch up with the rest of the guys, man. Don't worry about it." And then it's at that, it's at that moment that I cast them out, uh, because I can see on their face, man. I can see that that, that smile is not genuine. May look genuine, man. May look like the smile or similar to the normal smile, but a genuine smile activates muscles around the eyes, which uh, cannot be replicated with a fake smile, no matter how much how much someone may squint their eyes. Uh, this is of course difficult to decipher. Um, Though as these muscles are, uh, muscles may act differently, and you know it depends on the person's facial structure. So and so, for some it's easier to catch, easier easier it's easier to catch out. Uh, on others is more difficult. So um yeah so again it just helps to go off a baseline and to know what someone looks like when they're genuinely smiling compared to uh, when they're fake smiling. A fake smile is usually uh, a reaction of a liar, and they'll they'll usually do this to reassure you that uh, they are speaking the truth and they're on your side. So this this was a more um, I don't know, this, this wasn't like a, I guess it was a serious example because that person was in pain, my friend was in pain and he was trying to hide it, but I guess it wasn't to cause any malice to myself, but often liars do this when they're calling, causing um, harm to others because they'll do something bad and then you'll question them about it and then they'll answer it and then they'll start smiling, so that's to like bring down your guard and be like, nah, this, this guy, this guy wouldn't have done it man, look at him, like he's smiling, he's, he's a nice guy, like he wouldn't have done it, so liars often do this man when being questioned, uh, in particular when they're being questioned by detectives or uh, when they're being questioned just, just in general man when something's just fresh and they'll smile and they'll really try to put down someone's guard so be aware of fake smiles man if someone's always um, smiling quite frequently and, and, it, and it's very disingenuous when being questioned about something that they may have done then they're more than likely lying and they're trying to cover up and they're trying to divert your attention with that smile so uh, another key way to tell if someone is lying is uh, something I mentioned earlier and uh, that is eye contact I already mentioned that so I won't say much on it now but as I said before go off the baseline of a person and use that to find out if um, 
if they're lying, I guess, man, or and use that to find out if they're eye contact or lack thereof is deceptive. Liars are also likely to distance themselves, distance themselves physically from someone they're lying to. This can be done by leaning away from someone or perhaps pointing their feet away from someone that they're speaking to. This is actually a subconscious response to the fear of being caught lying. This positioning is allowed them to. Uh, this this positioning is to allow them to have an easy way out in case they are caught in their lie and have to retreat. So um, I don't want anyone getting the wrong idea. This is not like no one like no one thinks like this and thinks, oh man, if I get caught in a lie, I'm gonna run run out of the door. It's more subconscious. It's because they're nervous, they're afraid that they're gonna be caught out. So subconsciously, their body like just moves and distances themselves from the thing that's causing them the fear. So yeah, so. These are some of the telltale body language signs which I have read up on over the years and I read up on uh, in this book. A liar will usually display a combination of these two signs rather than just one or two. Non-robot cues aren't the only way to find out though. If someone is lying, uh, they should be they should be utilized in conjunction with verbal cues, which I'll go on to uh, just in a second. So um, I was going to say, um, there are some of the ma main telltale signs of a liar in terms to in regards to body language, but there's also micro expressions which I briefly touched on uh, with the smile. And there's so much more that you need to look into as well, man. There's just so much more that I can't really explain fully on this episode. So if you're more interested by it, man, then feel free to look it up. Feel free to just do some more research into it. And if uh, if anyone's interested in getting that book, man, like the book that I had just finished reading, uh, How to Detect Deception, blah, blah, um, feel free to message me. Feel free to pop up and I can send it to you. I can post it to you. Uh, if you live nearby, I'll, I'll drop it off or you can pick it up, wherever, man. And I've got so many books, by the way, if anyone's listening who's really into books, I've got so many books. So uh, <laughs> if you have lots of books, then get in touch and we'll do like a wee book swap, man. And then, uh, I, it's, you know, it's just wonderful, man. I just love, um, I, lo I love discussing uh, different ideas with people. I love conversing with people. I love uh, sharing ideas with people. It's just a wonderful way to grow, man. So if you have lots of books as well, man, and if you would like some new books, then feel free to get in touch. Uh, pop up to me on Instagram or something and uh, we will do uh, like a wee book swap thing and we'll get that happening. Uh, so yeah, so wonderful stuff. So yeah, having said that, uh, Verbal cues are non-verbal non cues, i.e. body language, aren't the only way to de detect lies. They must be utilized with verbal cues. So verbal cues are based on what someone says and how they say it. So basically how they're speaking um, and when explaining themselves. When explaining themselves, um, when negotiating a deal perhaps or perhaps telling a story, someone who is lying will often need time to make up something in their head uh, if caught off guard. So in order to do so, they'll often buy time by using needless words and phrases to prolong the time um, that they have to answer. So they'll use sentences such as, as far as I know, to tell you the truth, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, these are often um, responses to questions that require very straightforward answers. Uh, so, you know, if, if someone's really prolonging the amount of time that they have to answer, then they're most likely thinking of something on the spot, man. So be careful of that. It's a red flag. Uh, yeah, so another verbal cue to look out for is in liars is when they repeat something back. Um, basically, when they repeat back your question, often slowly and then follow up with a long pause. So I'll give you an example of this. Um, so I'm just asking, I'm asking someone, um, man, did you take my money? I was lying on the kitchen table. Um, a truthful person would say no, or a truthful person would say, no, I haven't but you want me to lend you some money until you find it and then you can give me a back blah blah something just kind something just very normal man or you know if that person doesn't have time like he would just say no and then go on his way but a liar would be very defensive and this is what a liar would say to that phrase um this is how he would respond did i steal your money from the kitchen table um why would i do that are you calling me a thief what's wrong with you man why would i take your money so um this example actually ties in perfectly with another another um 
verbal cue, which is to become extremely defensive and divert the attention from the original question to something else. So as I think I've said this before about body language, but you need to take these cues in combination with each other. Just because someone displays one or two of them doesn't mean they're liars. You, they use liars often do it in a very structured way. So they they use so many multiple cues that add up, and that's why you need to keep your eye out for multiple cues rather than just one or two. One or two is just not indicative of a liar because a lot of us do these cues as well because some of some of us are anxious, some of us are nervous, uh, some of us just it's just in our nature not to. Uh, make eye contact or to make very strong eye contact all the time or to fidget a lot you know just, so you need to be very careful and you need to go off the baseline so yeah so this is so common man this tactic of diverting attention and then blaming the other person for even asking uh, so common it's unreal I've, seen, I've came across it so many times liars seem to love taking everything personally and uh, rather than answering the question they will turn the tables uh, and question you and in turn then they play the victim man they pull out the victim card uh, to further put you off question them so just horrible people all around man very manipulative people very dangerous people man you need to keep an eye out for people who can't um take responsibility for their actions man i said that's a red flag it's a big red flag uh anytime someone's like that then it's usually a negative of many more uh, toxic traits and lying as a whole man if someone's a pathological liar someone's a liar as a whole in day-to-day life it's usually very indicative of them as a person and it, it tells you that they're just there's so many more toxic traits that toxic toxic traits that are uh, hidden that they're not exposing yet but you should be very wary of people that uh, make a habit out lying so liars also tend to include a lot of irrelevant details in their stories in order to make it seem as if yeah it's definitely true um due to an inclusion of such detail like they want you to listen to the story right and be like man wow like this guy's like story's got so much detail in it wow he must be speaking the truth man it definitely can't be a lie but if you actually pay close attention uh, because let's be honest man if someone's telling us a, a long story man a long-winded story in particular, if this per- if we've already had a long day or blah, blah, or if we've already been sitting with this person for a, a multiple hours, we kind of zone out. Sometimes we go on our phone, sometimes we look around. Uh, not all the time are we focused on each word of a long- person's long story. We listen to the main parts and then we respond to them. So if you if you listen carefully, though, uh, and you, if you pay, pay close attention to a person who's telling an extremely long story and, and they're lying, you'll notice most of the details are irrelevant. Uh, and they are co- they're, they're clearly compensating for a lack of substance you'll notice that most of the details haven't got nothing to do with the story and have got nothing to do with what you asked them they're just adding them in to like basically pad up their lie man so it doesn't look like a lie so keep an eye out for that um repeating themselves as a particularly repeating themselves particularly when they're being questioned uh, is also common amongst liars as they want to make sure that they say all the main points they rehearsed in their head so to make to so to make sure their story definitely adds up to the person they're lying to so this is very common when you question a liar man they'll often tell you the story and then they'll tell you again and then they'll tell you again and they'll tell you again and they're, they're just repeating the same thing over and over again and you're just like man i've already asked you like you've already said that can you move on but they only do that because they're, they're nervous they're panicked and they really want to hit home the point that they want to make that they want to have uh, reiterate that they want to tell you so to make sure that they're they've definitely hit all the points and their lies aren't exposed so um yeah so as well as this, uh, I, I, I guess a good way to catch out a liar uh, would be, uh, one of my tips to catch out a liar is that if you're speaking to a liar, right, and uh, they're telling you a story, they've usually rehearsed it in their head, and they've usually planned it beforehand. So they've they've rehearsed it in a certain order that they're going to tell you. So the way to catch them out is to not only ask them multiple times to repeat that story, uh, and obviously don't, don't ask in like a stupid way, man. Don't be like, don't ask them the story, right, and then be like, okay, can you tell me that again? Because that's just... 
like no like reasonable human being in front of you or is going to stand there and be like yeah okay i'll repeat my story and obviously liars are very unreasonable but they obviously have these guys of being reasonable so they can they can easily dismiss you and be like nah i'm not going to repeat the exact same story again mate on you go believe me if you want very um, deceptive tactic as well by on their part part so you need to be clever man when you ask someone when you ask them to repeat it do it in a certain way so they repeat the whole story and then you say to them all right man i got the starting bit but what about the middle bit that didn't quite make sense then they'll tell you the middle bit and i'll be like oh okay okay so what about the ending bit then they'll tell you the ending bit and then they're telling you the ending bit and then you're like hmm i guess but you've you've said that but then that doesn't add up with what you said at the start so then you take it to start and you take a best involves man of the story and you take it out of order basically you question the story out of order not in chronological order out of order if that makes sense and what i'll do is i'll trip up the liar because they've rehearsed this lie over and over again in their head in a particular order and now that you're throwing that order off it's more it's going to make them more likely to trip up and forget what they were going to say so yeah that's a that's a clever way to catch people out when they're lying it's something that is utilized in police forces it's utilized um all over the world by detectives man it's a very clever way to catch someone out and lawyers do this as well judges do this as well and they often ask stories from different parts and that's a good way of tripping someone up that's lying so yeah so another way um <coughs> another way liars uh, love to divert attention uh, is to buy uh, i guess as to basically liars are also quick to swear upon a bible or a quran or any other holy book that applies in, in that situation man in order to quickly shut down the discussion man and divert the attention because logically they know they can't explain themselves so they use a holy book to just shut down discussion before it gets any further so if, if you're speaking to someone and uh, you've hardly questioned them you just brought something up like man were you uh x y and z uh this time uh yesterday uh, rather than them being like yeah i was love this is why i was doing x you know so and so and uh, rather than that they're like oh my god no i wasn't i swear on this holy book that i wasn't and um, please don't st like stop questioning or something like that straight away they run to the holy book man that's a big red flag first of all anyone who is a god-fearing person uh, man or woman would not run to a holy book for such trivial matters they would stand there and calmly and they would seek to they would seek to explain themselves in a calm rational manner with logic they wouldn't use they wouldn't they wouldn't um, take the god's name in vain i guess man they wouldn't be that disrespectful so it's a very clear sign of a liar whose moral compass is way off anyways because they're lying and um, so yeah so man be wary of that man when someone's just so quick to rush to an oath or to rush to a holy book and uh, they're more than likely lying man it's, it's very uh, rare that you would just as i said before like if you're a holy man you're not gonna disrespect god like that man uh, it's a different story if you've been questioning them for about like five six days and um you know you're just uh they're just not getting through to you and then they're like you know what man last resort i'll swear on this holy book man and then if that works it works if not then man i can't there's nothing more i can say to you i've already told you each aspect of that story and then it kind of makes sense because you've been at it for ages they've told you each aspect logically they're calm they're rational but if they're like this uh they're very brash and they're very uh ready to just pull that holy book that just at the start of the question then big red flag so watch out for that um uh, another way liars try to take control in unison with being defensive and questioning your character for questioning them is by refusing to go over key details they'll often say uh, stuff like I'll t i already told you i'm not saying that again i'm not going to repeat myself stuff like that so if, if i'm like truthful right and someone's misunderstood me and someone keeps asking me questions about it i'm going to be calm i'm going to be rational and i'm going I'm to be like you know what tell me what parts um don't make sense to you and i'll explain it to you uh, as rationally as logically as possible i'd be very calm about it and i would make sure that they understand what i'm trying to say because i don't want there to be misunderstanding between us but if i'm a liar 
uh, and people and someone asked me a question. I don't have the answers, man. I don't have the logical answers there. I can't be calm and rational and tell them the truth because there is no truth. So what, what am I going to do? If they keep asking me certain questions over and over again, uh, over certain key details, I'm going to dismiss it. I'm going to be like, oh, my days. I'm, I'll overreact. I'll, this is what liars do. I'm not saying I would. Like, this is, uh, man, fuck lying. I'm a bad liar as a whole, man. Like, I, you know, fuck that. I'm not saying I would do it, but I'm just saying that this is how a liar would do it. Speaking to the first person. So if I'm a liar, I'm, I would get very angry. I would get very, um, I would take it like, I don't know, like, basically what everything I said in unison, I would get very angry, very defensive. I would start questioning their character. I'd be like, man, how dare you ask me that question again? I already told you, blah, blah, blah. I'm not repeating myself. And then I'd be like, if you want to believe me, believe me, if not, then I'm going. Something very common that liars do, man. They just make this, they just like blow out of proportion. Like, man, what's going on? What's going on? So many times I've been sitting across liars and they've done that. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? Like, I'm sitting here rationally calm. And I'll ask you to go over this one key detail that I don't really understand. And so all of a sudden, you're just threatening to walk away. And now you're just saying that if I want you to, if you want me to think I'm a liar, I'm a liar. Like, what the fuck, man? What's wrong with you? Sit down and fucking tell me the true story. So, you know, it's just fucked up. Uh, liars often do this, man. Uh, and you need to you need to keep an eye out for this, man. When they're refusing to go over key details, when they're being deceptive, when they're trying to divert your attention. And when they're questioning your character in turn for doing that, that's, that's gaslighting, man. Um, so, yeah, don't allow someone to do that, man. Have some... Uh, self-respect and if something feels wrong then question it man don't back off so these are some of the telltale signs of liars that i've gathered over the years from studying psychology and from various books that i've read as well as you know observations i've made in day-to-day -day life it's crucial that these signs are um used in combination with each other as i said before as displaying one or two signs doesn't mean automatically mean someone is a liar as well as this it's crucial that you gauge it from their baseline as again someone may naturally naturally display some of those signs in day-to-day -day life um, but because you're not looking out for them, you won't notice it. And then that would lead to someone like inaccurately being called a liar. So it wouldn't be fair with it. So yeah, so I gave a tip earlier on about how to become a better liar at detecting, well, basically how to become a better lie detector in your inner circle uh, in regards to your family and friends. So I'll give another parting uh, tip at the end of this episode. And uh, that tip is to be, ve be very realistic and follow your gut. Kind of cliche, but very true. Uh, sometimes I've been in a position where I've lost perspective I made excuses for someone who was lying to me. I'd be like, yeah, man, you, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that, right? Because that would mean X, Y, or Z, and you're not an X, y, X, y, or Z kind of person. Sorry, my bad for even questioning you. And this was after overlooking so many telltale signs of the person lying to me, but I overlooked them because I was being uh, biased. Uh, you know, it's common due to our relationships with friends and family. We often have a cognitive bias, and we are likely to overlook telltale signs in order to give them the benefit of the doubt. But when faced with the possibility that you have been lied to, always ask with the intention to know the truth, even even if it may be something that hurts you, rather than make excuses for that person and in doing so alleviating doubt that they are lying. So yeah, man. So if if something feels wrong, then then follow your gut instinct, man. Don't back off because down the line, from experience, I can tell you this. Down the line, man, it just comes back to haunt you, man. Uh, because you know in your heart of hearts that that person's lying to you, but you've chosen to give them the benefit of the doubt. So that that like horrible feeling will manifest inside you and will grow stronger and stronger man and it'll it'll become very toxic and you'll react in very ang like in a very angry way towards that person and you'll start like being very i don't know you lash out at them man you'll just you'll find it difficult to trust them again so what's the point then what's the point uh you would rather just save all that um save all that heartache i suppose in the long run and just get over and done with once man if something feels wrong and you're going if something feels bad man if something feels off then pursue it if that is someone that loves you and respects you as a person, whether that be a friend, family member, other half, whoever, man, if that's someone that loves you 
and respects you and wants you in their life, they won't care how many times you question them, man. They'll sta- they'll sit there and they will answer truthfully and calmly and logically as many times as they need to in order to reassure you that they're speaking the truth. When it's a liar, they're often quick to dismiss it. They're often quick to move on to the to the next story or they're quick to move on. Or they're quick to say things like, oh, you know what, man, like that's in the past. Why are you even bringing that up again? That's in the past, blah, blah, blah. let's move on. But if, if that's bothering you, it's bothering you and you can't move on without something bothering you, man. It's just not healthy. It's not mentally healthy. It's just not healthy as a whole, man. Whole man. So yeah, certainly follow your gut instinct. If something feels wrong, then act on it and pursue it. So with that being said, uh, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's been listening. And I hope that what I said was something that served as a source of intrigue for people listening. So yeah, as, as well as that, I'm just going to leave you with the parting quote and then head on my way and tend to my camping drama, man. <laughs> so yeah, so the quote today is uh, from one of my favorite musicians of all time, uh, John Lennon. And the quote goes like this. Being honest may not get you a lot of friends, but it'll always get you the right ones. <clears throat> So as simple as that, man, always be honest, live your life being truthful because being truthful doesn't hurt people. Being truthful doesn't um, lead to other people being deceived and it leads to a more healthier and happier life as a whole, man. Uh, So yeah, so if there's anything that I want to say to people who listen to this is to always be truthful, man. Though sometimes truth may hurt, uh, it's more than worth it, man. And it never hurts more than a lie. So having said that, man, whoever you are, wherever you are, I hope you're having a wonderful day. And as per usual, thank you very much for your support.